Hey, welcome to the Christ Fellowship Podcast. This is Derek. Today we are wrapping up a series that we've been in that's called Higher, where we've been looking at a higher way of thinking, higher way of living based on God's thinking, His thoughts, His ways. And today, the grand finale is leaning into something that I think will change your life. It could change how you see things, how you interact with people, even your workplace. I think it could all be transformed uh, around this one key that God gives us, and that is thanksgiving or gratitude. And so we're going to dig into gratitude and how it changes our awareness, how it changes our perspective, and how God uses it to bring supernatural breakthrough. So man, grab your Bible, grab your pen and paper. Let's dig into what God has for us today. Yeah, yeah Lord, we thank you. We thank you that you turned our lives around. Wow. Hmm. Why don't we just th- sit there for a moment, man. Think about the way the Lord has met you and the way he's walked with you, the way he's walking with you today. He turned our mourning into dancing. That which was meant to steal, kill, and destroy, you have turned that to actually take us deeper into life. And you're offering us that today. And so, Lord Jesus, we thank you for the model that you gave us of what it looks like to the second Adam, the one who shows us what humanity on earth, connected to the Father, filled with the Spirit, looks like. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for leading us into truth, to teaching us the things of God, teaching us the depths of God, the thoughts of God. And we thank you, Father, that you've loved us from the beginning. (laughs) We revel in that, Lord. We thank God for your love. It's never waned, that your mind has never changed towards us. And we thank you that we get to gather this morning together to worship you, to remind one another of your goodness, to stir one another, to incite one another up to love and good works. Holy Spirit, would you lead us into truth today that sets us free? And we know that we've been with a God who is loved today. So we honor you in this house today, and we say it's our joy and our honor to commune with you, to learn from you and to represent you on the earth so that your kingdom can come here in the tri-cities and beyond as it is in heaven. And everybody said amen to that, right? Amen, amen. Go ahead and find your seat. Give somebody a fist bump if you want on the way down. Say, I thank God. It's good to be here. Thanksgiving weekend. Man, welcome, welcome, welcome. If you're a guest, we say, uh, man, we hope that you feel... Welcomed here, feel seen, and most importantly, that you encounter the the very presence of God. Uh, We try to be a simple church. There's a lot of things we could be doing and and going after, but we try to be a simple church that recognizes the presence of God and and comes into agreement with with him. Uh, Today, uh, I want to finish up a series that we've been in for quite some time uh, that's called Hire. And I've had a lot of good conversations, a lot of feedback, really appreciating the, the, the thoughts and the truth that we've had. A lot of transformations happened. Uh, we've covered a lot of topics, right? From, from our view of God to our view of ourselves to view of sin to view of sanctification to view, like we've had so many things. And the whole premise of this series is that God's ways are higher and his thoughts are higher than ours. 
And yet this God, this amazing creator of all things, he doesn't have higher thoughts and higher ways and says, hey, I got them, you can't have them. He says, no, I want you to come to me, give me your ear because I want you to know my thoughts and I want you to know my ways that you can experience the abundant life that I have for you. And so in this series, we've been just unpacking, man, God, what are your ways? What are your thoughts? How do we need to think differently as an individual? How do we need to think differently as a community so that we can experience more and more of heaven on the earth. That's what God wants. It's not just, you know, hold on to get to heaven. How many of you know that's not good theology? No, no, no. Jesus didn't say just like, you know, just white knuckle and just hide and wait till I come back. No, no, no. He said, no, the kingdom of heaven is meant to be now and ready here. And it's meant to be brought into the world by the followers of Jesus. And so we as a people, we want to see more and more of that. And so today we're going to continue and, and actually finish up this series before we start next week into Christmas. Can you believe Christmas is here? Oh my goodness. Oh, wow. I'm not even ready. This is, we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so today what I want to talk about and finish up with is a topic that I think is really, really Powerful, And this is why I wanted to end with this topic. What we're going to talk about today, if you were to apply the truth today, here, here's a couple of things that, that science tells us will happen if you would apply the truth today. Um, your immune system would be boosted. How many of you know we need a lot of that right now in this season we're in, right? We need some immunity up. Uh, there's an improvement in pain tolerance. Interesting benefit. Um, uh, if you would apply the truth today, there's actually, it has the ability to help keep your glucose under control. You didn't think you were coming to the doctor today, but you're talking, coming to the great physician. Somebody say amen to that, right? Um, it, this has the potential to, to actually help heart illness. Science shows that, that if you would apply what we're gonna talk about today, that it, would redu it reduces inflammation biomakers bio by 7%. And if you were to apply what we're talking about today, uh, there is science to prove that it would extend your life. And I'm not say, selling a pill up here. Thank you for that, right? Today, what we're going to talk about is, is free, um, but honestly, most of the world doesn't partake in it. Has so many benefits spiritually, but also as we've seen physically, relationally, financially, like you name it, this truth today it, it actually has the power to change every part of your life. And, and it's so simple, and yet we so miss it. That what I want to lean into is I want to give us a higher view of gratitude today, of Thanksgiving. Now, you think Thanksgiving, of course we're doing a Thanksgiving, but I don't want to just talk about like the general, general Thanksgiving. I want to like get into like, why should we be a people that give gratitude? Why should we give Thanksgiving? And we're going to do that by looking at the scriptures. I'd love for you to grab your Bible. We're going to be in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. If you open up your Bible, go way to the right. Go to the left from Revelation. You're going to find Thessalonians there. It's a letter that Paul wrote to a church. And he concludes this letter, I think, with some incredible, incredible truth. And I think oftentimes we miss out on on the value of it, and, and we honestly, I think, sometimes misunderstand uh, what Paul is getting to in this passage. So I'm going to pick up in chapter 5, verse 14. And Paul says to the church, he says, We urge you, brothers, admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, 
Help the weak. Be patient with them all. This verse 15. See that no one repays evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. I mean, we could just stop right there, couldn't we, today? Don't repay evil for evil, but seek to do good to one another and to everyone. 16, rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Here's verse 18. This is what we're going to dig in today. It says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecy, but test everything. Hold fast to that which is good. Abstain from every form of evil. Really, really practical, really, really practical um, closing of this letter that Paul is getting. So what I want to look at is verse 18. I'm going to have us narrow in on verse 18. It says, give thanks in all circumstances. Like that's one thought. And then why should we do that? For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you and for me. And so I, I want to break this down a little bit. So the, first, or the second part of it says, this is the will of God for you. Now, now we think about the will of God, and that seems like, wow, overwhelming. But the will of God is just God's desire, God's heart, okay? And here's what I know about the will of God. It always leads to abundant life, okay? So I need you to hear that. Whatever God desires for you, whatever he desires for humanity, that will that he has, that heart, that desire, that, that way of things it always leads us to abundant life. So if God wants something for you, even if you don't want it, listen, you do want it because it actually will lead you to life. And if God doesn't want it for you, it's because he knows it actually won't lead you to life, even if you think it will lead you to life. So think about that. Anytime God wills something, anytime he gives directives or, or commands or direction in the scriptures or as we're praying, as he does that, we've got to know that the God that is good, when he speaks, when he wills, it always leads us to abundant life. And that means that giving thanks actually leads us to abundant life because it's God's will for us. Being a person have gratitude, it leads us to abundant life. And so I, I would give you this. If you want to experience abundant life in your family, begin to give thanks for your family. If you want to experience abundant life at your work, begin to give thanks for your coworkers, your supervisor for the owners, for all that God is doing at your workplace. If you want to experience abundant life in your body, in your health, begin to give thanks, begin to bless your body. If you want to experience abundant life in your finances, there's nothing wrong with that. Then begin to give thanks for God about your finances. If you want to experience abundant life in your faith, Begin to give thanks. I believe that in this passage and many other passages that we're going to see even today, that God has given humanity a key to flourishing, a key to experiencing heaven on earth, a key to experience the abundant life that he came to give us. And that key is thanksgiving. That key is gratitude. 
You may be saying, man, Derek, I get it, man, but, but you don't know my circumstance. Like, you don't know my family. Like, some of us, who can say that after Thanksgiving? You're like, oh, you don't know my family. Like, I get it. Like, I, cray cray, a lot of times, right? You get families together, even just in our neighborhood, man. We heard some wild and crazy, I mean, adults screaming. I mean, right down the road from, it was crazy. And so maybe that's what you're coming in the hills of. And you're like, man, Derek, how can I give thanks in that circumstance? Derek, you don't know about my job, man, my boss, man, if you knew my boss, you would not be able to. And so we have all these things, and usually we say, yeah, but, I would give thanks, but, oh, man, isn't that so hard? So, So the will of God, it leads us to what? Abundant life, yes, you got it. It leads to abundant life. And then he says something hard, though, and it's like, doesn't give us an out. He, he says, at the beginning of that passage, he says, give thanks in what? Oh, Paul, can you say in some circumstances? Like, all circumstances. He says, give thanks in all circumstances. And I, once again, I think people have taught this and their, their hearts have been to try to teach. But listen, I, th- I think we've got to make sure we see the difference in giving thanks in all circumstances that is very different than giving thanks for all circumstances. Somebody say amen to that. Very, very different truth here. So the scriptures say to give thanks in all circumstances, not for all circumstances. Now, now here's a truth that we know is, is that God has a will. And, and here's the challenging thing. Although we believe and we stand firmly the fact that God is sovereign, he's above all things. Here's what we know about the earth. Not everything that's happening on the earth is happening according to God's will right now. Can, just, can we just be honest today? Like it is not God's will that people would be killing one another right now on the earth. It's not God's will that, that kids would be abused in, on the earth right now. You, can somebody just say amen to that? Like we're on the same page here. Like not everything on the earth is aligned with heaven. Can we all just say amen to that? Can we get on that basic truth today? Like there's many things on the massive scale, grand scale, but also in our lives. Like how many of you, let's just be honest here. How many of you, there's things happening in your life that you know are not actually you experiencing abundant life. Anybody else besides me in the house here today? Come on, come on. Anybody else here, right? Let's get some honesty here. And so we know not everything on the earth is happening according to what God desires. That's why he said, pray that my kingdom would come, my will would be done. We don't have to pray that if it's already being done. And so we're not called to give thanks for things that are evil. God doesn't call evil good. Man, he's not the kind of God that tempts us with evil. He says he won't do that. And so what we see here is that God would not tell you, man, give thanks for the evil that's going on in your life, the, the, the pain that somebody's caused you. No, 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 that's not the kind of God that we have. We shouldn't think about that God would say, man, give thanks for the pain that you've experienced, the loss that you've experienced, the war, the division, the separation, the deception, the betrayal. Paul isn't telling us to be thankful that your loved one has gone through divorce, that a child has been abused, that somebody has been murdered. It's not the God of the Bible. It's not the God that we know. It's not his heart. But he says, in every circumstance, give thanks in, not for every circumstance. And here's the truth that I wrestled with this week a little bit. It's, it's not all circumstances are good, but the one who is good is with us in all circumstances. 
Like, I think that first part is like clear. I think we would always say, yeah, like I, not all circumstances are good. Man, there's a war going on and there's multiple wars, honestly, going on in our, our world right now, right? We shift from one, Ukraine, Russia, we, we're, and then we get shifted into the Israel and Palestine, Hamas, and, and those are just two that are getting like a lot of notoriety. Like there's other wars going on all, all around. There's, there's civil wars going on in the world. There's, there's, there's not just the macro wars, but there's, how many know there's lots of wars going on within our own selves, and so not, not all circumstances are good, and I think we would all say, yeah, man, that's, that's true, but, but in the midst of even the pain and the chaos and atrocities that we see and that we experience in our own life is the one who is good, he's even in the midst of those things that aren't good. And that's really hard for us to sometimes grapple with, but it's, it's, it's true. And so even in the war right now in Israel and, and Palestine, listen, um, I, I believe that God is, is present in the midst of all that, and he wants to extend love to both the Palestinian and the, and the Jew. Now, we don't say amen to that very loudly, did we, right? How many of you know God wants to bring life in the fullness of the kingdom in both the Palestinians and the Israelis, Right? We believe that. And so the situation, the circumstance is not good. And so I'm not up here saying, give thanks for the war. No, no, no. We know that war is not God's heart. That's not what he desires. But in the midst of that, God is present. The one who is good is in circumstances that aren't good. And so in that, he says, in all circumstances, give thanks. And that's a hard lesson, but I'm telling you, it's really powerful. And here's why it's powerful. Psalm 95, verse 1 and 2. It says, Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Look at verse 2. Let us come into his presence with what? With thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. Or then we skip to Psalm 100, 1 through 5. It says, Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Look at verse four. Enter into his gates with what? Thanksgiving. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name for the Lord is what? For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. Why in the world would God say in all circumstances, give thanks? Here's a powerful, powerful reason why he would say that because Thanksgiving shifts our awareness. When we give thanks, it is it, 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 such a higher level of thinking. It's just a higher perspective. When in a circumstance that is not good, in a circumstance where I'm experiencing pain and loss, when I would have the awareness to, to raise my head up and to be give, give thanks, my, my, my focus shifts. And it's, it's, it gets my focus off of what I don't have. How many of you know when I don't have something, that's all I see? Man, when I experience pain in a certain area, that pain is the lens that I look at through everything. Man, when somebody hurts me, listen, I, every person now that I view is through that lens of somebody hurt me. And so that's what happens, right? And so Thanksgiving, it shifts our awareness off of lack, off of scarcity, onto the one who has all abundance, who has provision for all things. And here at Christ Fellowship, we... 
we do believe uh, this truth that I think is all throughout the scripture, uh, that God is everywhere. <laughs> he's omnipresent. He's, he's not coming in when we invite him. He's already there, right? He's waiting for us in all circumstances. And I love how, how David, how, how he writes this in, in Psalm 139. Uh, he, he puts such beautiful truth and, and he thinks at such a higher level than anybody else was thinking on the earth in his day. Psalm 139, it says, O Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit down, when I rise up, you discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and you are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all together. You hem me in behind and before and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Verse seven, here's the truth though. It says, where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, the place of the dead, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light about me be night, even the darkness, listen to this truth, even the darkness is not dark to you. Somebody needs to hear that today. The darkness that you're experiencing is not dark to God. The night is bright as the day, for darkness is as light with you. Man, I could get up and dance around like Tobias on that truth right there. Come on now. Where can I go from your presence? You are already there. And I love that. He's like, if I go to the highest heavens, <laughs> like Paul didn't have planes back then, or, or, or I mean, David didn't have planes back then, but like he just could look up. He's like, man, if I could get up to the highest heavens, he's like, I know you'd be there. If I go down into the pit of the earth and that Sheol is, is, is the place of death, it, it's like uh, the, their concept, they didn't understand fully like what would happen after death, but they knew it was like the darkness, the death. He said, if I go make my bed, in the place of death, he's like, this is what I know about God. You're there. When I wake up, you're there. When I go to bed, you're there. When, I, when I'm about to have a, a word on my lip, you already know what I'm going to say. You know the thoughts of my head. Wow, God, I can't go anywhere that you're not. So we know that truth and we believe that truth. But here's what is interesting about humanity. We, we, we oftentimes forget that and we miss that God is with us. Even in Genesis, Jacob's like, he gets out of an encounter with God. And he's like, wow, God was in this place and I didn't even know it. I, do you know how many times we live life like that? God was there and we didn't even know it. Oh my goodness. And so as humanity, we oftentimes miss the presence of God. And so Thanksgiving is this key to the kingdom that God gives us. Hey, listen, Derek, if you would give thanks, listen, here's what would happen. Your awareness would shift of what you don't have and it would shift onto what I am and who I am and where I am. So he says, man, in the midst of thanksgiving, it raises our thinking, it raises our awareness of the one who is with us. See, anybody can point out what we don't have. You got somebody in your life that loves to point out what we don't have. 
Anybody can point out disappointment. Anybody can remember failures. It's easy to get locked into these things, but as kingdom followers, as those that are followers of Jesus, we're called to operate at a much higher level. We're called to think, to have thoughts of a much higher level. And giving thanks, I think, is actually a, a very needed weapon in spiritual warfare. Like we don't talk about spiritual warfare a ton all the time here, but, but the reality is there is a battle going on in the world. And not just a macro battle like this big Armageddon thing, but, but there's also this battle going on right now of, of what do you believe and what agreements are you making? In that battlefield, I think one of the keys that God has given us is, is gratitude. Because when we begin to give thanks, even in a circumstance that is not good, it cuts the power of the enemy off. And it empowers our own spirit to do what? To persevere. To take the next step. To remain steadfast. See, gratitude and thanksgiving, it has this ability that God has made it, that it would shift our awareness and it would actually shift our perspective. And so if you, if you notice, if you've been coming here for a little while, you'll notice even on Sunday morning, our team, as we pray, you know, we have a meeting on, uh, usually on Tuesday, the Sunday before, and we pray and we, we, we put together um, the music and, and what's going to be shared. And it's going to be a corporate reading. And we're, we're talking about that. And, and oftentimes what you'll see here is that we begin the day with thanksgiving. We begin the day with gratitude. Why? Because we enter into his courts and gates with thanksgiving, right? But also when we come together, how many know there's things that are going on in our life that just get our attention, right? Like there are things going on in your life right now, I guarantee that, that are keeping you, some of you are keeping you up at night. You didn't sleep well last night because you're thinking about that. There's relationships that you have. There's, you know, your kids maybe are struggling with something. Or you've got some financial. So we come together with all these things. And, and sometimes it's really hard for us to get our eyes on the one who's good in the midst of a not good. And so when we come together and we begin with thank you, God, I thank you. I thank you that you turn my life around. When we do that, guess what that does? That gets our awareness. It gets our focus on the one who is good. And it unifies the room. And so we believe even as a worshiping community that gratitude is a huge, huge part of us actually encountering and experiencing God. And so it shifts our awareness and it shifts our awareness onto that which is good. James 1.17 says this. It says, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. <laughs> Coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Here's what I know about gratitude. It requires us to see good, and when we see good, we see the evidence that God is with us. I want you to think about that for a second. It's a little deeper. When we give thanks, when we give gratitude, in order to do that, we've got to first see that there's something good. <laughs> in whatever circumstance we're at, we see that something's good, and as we see that something is good, we see the evidence that God is with us because every good and perfect thing comes from who? Come on, who, who's it come from? 
God, the Father of lights, and it comes down. Every good and perfect thing. So every good thing in your life, listen, is a gift from the Father. Every perfect thing in your life is a gift from the Father. And so in a circumstance that's not good, in a circumstance that's hard, when I begin to say, Lord, I want to give thanks. I want to follow this. I want to be a person that says the will of the Father is to give thanks. And so I'm going to begin to give thanks. And I look for things that are good, even in a circumstance that's not good. I begin to see the very fingerprints of God, and I'm recognizing, wow, I'm not alone. I'm not alone. The one who is good is with me, even in the circumstance that's not good. And here's what I know, Romans 8, 28. We love that verse, but here's what it says. It says, God works for good. He works all things for good. To those that love him are called to his purpose. So even in a situation that's not good, listen, the one who is good is present. As we give thanksgiving, as we give gratitude, we begin to recognize that he is present, that he's never forsaken us, he's never left us. And in the midst of that, I'm reminded that even this thing that was meant to kill me, steal, destroy, God actually can restore and leverage that for my good. Does anybody else believe that? This is who he is, this is what he does. So what gratitude does, it cultivates a a higher level of thinking. It leads to a higher level of joy, purpose, and contentment. Gratitude is so, so powerful. And honestly, I think the church in general has forgotten this in a lot of ways. A person that doesn't have gratitude is quick to be negative. A person who doesn't have a discipline of giving thanks is quick to be bitter. Is a person who likes to point out the negative and, and you don't have to be a pastor to see that the church in general, the capital C church, man, we've, we've lacked a lot of joy. We look more and more like the world. We watch the same news. We respond the same way. We're not anything different than what the world offers, and yet we're called salt and light. Anybody say that? Amen to that. That's what we're called. And so we don't want to just buy into the same lies that the world does. We want to operate like the world does. No, one of the gifts and keys that God has for us is gratitude. And what I believe is actually gratitude typically is, is that which precedes a miracle or breakthrough. And I was thinking about that as I was praying last night. Jesus, when he had a big crowd, so like five times bigger than this room, he had a big crowd, and he's teaching. You think I teach long sometimes? Man, Jesus was teaching a long time right now. He's a much better teacher than I am. I totally get that, but he was teaching a long time, and teaching so much that they're like, hey, like, we just missed Cracker Barrel lunchtime. Oh, my goodness. Like, we're going to miss Applebee's. We're not going to be fancy this weekend, right? And so, like, like we got to, and, and like, everybody's hungry, and, and so he's like, we, we get somebody came up to Jesus, we got to feed these guys. Or, you know what? We need to send them home. And they're like, we don't have enough food. And maybe today you're like saying, I don't got enough. I don't have enough, whatever it is, relationship, love. I'm not getting this. I'm not getting this. So maybe today you're feeling lack in some area. Well, in this situation, Jesus had a clear, like, we don't have enough. All they had. He said, go get what you have. Maybe it's a good word for some of you. He's like, bring me what you have. F- five loaves and what? A couple fish. I joke around, it's like a Lunchable. It's like, that's what we got. Like, we got a Lunchable. We got to feed 5,000 people. And what's Jesus like? Does he wring his hands? Oh my goodness. We don't have enough. There's lack. Oh no. No, Jesus says, bring it to me. Bring it to me. And and I love this. And, and, And I've missed this before. And I felt like the Lord was really zeroing in. What did he do when they gave him the five loaves and the two fish? What did he do? He gave thanks and he broke it and he gave it away. And as he gave thanks, as he broke it, as he generously gave it away, what happened? It multiplied. 
all the 5,000 were able to eat. And it says that there were 12 baskets left over of food. I actually believe that some of us in the room, you're like, man, I need a breakthrough. Man, I've been praying for this thing to happen, that this, this miracle. I mean, I've been leaning to the Lord, but I just haven't seen it. And, and I just want to like boldly tell you that oftentimes before breakthrough comes Thanksgiving before you can see the fulfillment of the promise. What is giving thanks? It, it stirs our faith, right? It requires, man, when things are bad, when you get a bad health report, let me tell you, it requires faith to give God thanks in that moment. When you get a relationship that's falling apart, your marriage is falling apart, let me tell you, it takes a tremendous amount of faith to say, God, in the midst of what looks like gonna be divorced, I'm gonna give you thanks that you are restorer of all things. I'm gonna thank you for it. That requires so much faith. And guess what God loves? He loves faith. He loves to come alongside faith. And so here's what I wanna do this morning. We're gonna take a moment. We're going to pray together before we sing. We're going to sing a couple more songs. We're going to sing uh, another song about gratitude. And then we're going to end with the goodness of God, because I think it's so beautiful that, that we would end the day as we thank God for reminding us how faithful he is. And so, but here's what I want to do right now. Um, I want us to take a moment as Dave and as Jason play. Uh, what is an area of your life where you're not experiencing abundant life right now? I want you to be honest, like don't sugarcoat it, don't just check down, but like what is an area where like, man, I wanna, I need a breakthrough in this area. It could be your faith, maybe you're like, man, I've just been struggling to really connect with God. Maybe it's your finances, say, man, I've been trying to do better, I've been trying to save, I've been trying to get things, but man, I just haven't experienced the, the breakthrough that I've been looking for. Maybe it's relationship. Maybe it's in your body. Where are you not experiencing that abundant life? And here's the challenge today, the invitation. As you recognize that area of your life that you're not experiencing all that God has for you, can you take a moment and can you give thanks in the midst of that circumstance? Not for the circumstance, but in that circumstance. Can we as a community take a step of faith and begin to look at, man, in the midst of this, man, this doctor report's not good, but man, I had this incredible encounter with this nurse, and he was so kind to me. So Lord, I thank you for that connection. Lord, right now, I know, like, you could just maybe today, you're like, man, I, my kid, one of my kids are far from the Lord, and so today, you're not saying, Lord, thank you that my kid's far from you. The, the gratitude is, Lord, thank you that even in the midst of this, you've actually drawn me closer as I pray for my son or daughter that's running away. And so just all over the room, can we just begin to lift up gratitude and thanksgiving for areas of our life where we're not experiencing abundant life? What I know is that the Lord loves that step of faith. He's drawn to that faith. Putting your faith into action. Continue to just continue to lift up Thanksgiving. Maybe just continue to press in, man. There's more to be thankful for in that circumstance. 
Just really press in deep. Lord, thank you. Thank you that you're with us, that you're for us. You never leave us nor forsake us. Thank you with every temptation you provide a way out, Lord. Thank you that you are our provider. Thank you, the Holy Spirit, that you are our teacher. Even difficult circumstances, difficult people, difficult interactions, that you restore that by actually training us and teaching us and and leveling us up, actually, through those situations. So Lord, I thank you for difficult circumstances in my past, difficult people that you've taught me, you've grown me, you've leveraged that which was meant to hurt me, and you've helped me. Lord, we thank you this morning. We give gratitude for you and help us just be more aware of you as we give thanks, as we give our gratitude to you. Grow our awareness of you and what you're doing, even when we can't see it. In Jesus' name, amen.